Alright, whatever. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? Welcome back. I told you we we're going to be consistent. Uh, welcome to our newest episode of the ValkyrCast. As always, I am one of your hosts. I am the bald, bearded, beautiful man, Tommy. Sitting, uh, yes, I like it. Uh, mm. We're actually doing this one live. We don't get to normally sit here in front of each other, and we always do it over the computer. It always feels cold. But sitting here in front of me is the man who plays Motomania in real life, Matt. That's right. I am here, not playing Motomania right now, but here. I actually don't know what Motomania is. I, I, I feel really bad. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. Well, I, I actually failed my pitch here because I was thinking of you encompassing real life motomania as you cross town to come to my house oh because i rode my yes i rode my motorcycle because it's february and it's 75 degrees outside is it really february it's february the like something i am sweating i'm sweating too it's ridiculous you know in real places it's cold (laughs) yes not here not in this place not in pretend places well guys we are so excited because today we have a new friend i say new friend i have known this guy for well over a decade uh, but we'd like to introduce you to our friend, Jonesy. Hello, humans. It's me, David Jones. Or for now, Jonesy. I have a lot of nicknames. Jonesy works. Jonesy works good. We're going to stick with Jonesy. I Jonesy like Jonesy. Like I've it. only ever known you as Jonesy. Yeah, it kind of stuck like about uh, 12, 13 years ago, and it just never went away, so I just roll with it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like uh, Bob's real name is not Bob. It is nowhere near Bob. But I refuse <laughs> to not call him Bob. Is, is that one of those situations where, like, you called him that, but now that he's a quote-unquote adult, like, other people know him as his real name, and then well, you walk up, and you're like, hey, Bob, and people are like, Robert, who is, uh, who is this, <laughs> we, well, we Bob, this bald man We called Bob, uh, Bob since high school, and the, the story goes that um, Bob's real name is actually Benjamin, and we had two Bens in our group, and they were close friends, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so one day... The other Ben goes, I now declare you Bob. And so we call him Bob, but Bob's wife and best friend and roommate are not from here. So they didn't, they, like, they know him by his first name, and Weird. but we still call him Bob. And so it tripped me out. Every yeah. time she'd be like, Ben, I'm like, who's Ben? <laughs> ben. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Cheating on Bob? What's going on over here, friend? Hey, Bob, do you know a Ben? That's not his name. <laughs> That's his name. I refuse. It just makes me happy that you still refuse. Like it's, I it's, absolutely it's refuse. Bob. It is Bob. What? The, so it's not even one of his names. Y'all literally just chose Bob. We just yeah. I Ben the other Ben. That chose Bob, and that's he just chose how the it's most been. Generic Which bin possible? was that? Uh, Morrison. Mm, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I can see. Did he actually like, use a thing and like um get like a scepter and like I now bequeath you <laughs> Bob? It's like, it's like it's Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Neil from this young Neil from this moment on, you will be known as Neil. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one of the things that we do the first time that we have someone on board is we ask you, what is your favorite movie? All time. Now, it, oh. it can be it can be kind of what just pops up in your head today. It doesn't have to be, like, set in stone. This can change. But your favorite movie, your favorite TV show, and your favorite video game. All right. Easy enough. Favorite movie, Mystery Men. Ooh. Favorite TV show, Misfits. Favorite video game of all time, Devil May Cry. Oh, okay. okay. So, Are you excited so about the new one? Uh, it's kind of a throwback to the old <laughs> style. I really can't scream loud enough to like um, show you my excitement. So yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> I, I I remember when the the old game was super popular. I remember the uproar whenever DMC came out and they just completely revamped it and the game turned out to be great and played really well but i just know people were just throwing a fit about the new design of everything yeah so. it, it was a real mess you know like ninja theory is great for a lot of things they do like you know ninja gaiden and all that jazz mm -hmm. and they're like oh my god ninja gaiden oh my god new dmc and it was just <laughs> called dmc and the game made fun of the other games are like oh no we that, that, we hate all of this <laughs> i see what you're doing and i do not support it why are you buying the game? Because I want to support it, but I hate it. This is not my canon. That's right. Take this where Hashtag you found it. not my Dante. <laughs> man, Mystery Man, I have not thought about that movie in years, and I loved it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like one of the original, like, True Blue, just great, offbeat, beautiful, like, hero movies that no one ever talks about, you know? It was so awkward and beautiful, and I think I was probably eight or nine when it came out. And I loved it. I've never watched Misfits though. It's I've always intended to. The first season is pretty much perfect. It's um, it's like Runaways if they're all juvenile delinquents and they have like uh, no filter or understanding of what's right and wrong. So it's um, it's it's pretty golden. It's okay. a beautiful thing. Okay, I'll uh, I'll, I'm gonna make a make a note and, and check it out. I'm season gonna have one, to add this season to my two. list because I don't think I've seen Mystery Men. I'm looking at it. And oh, I don't you're think young. I've seen it, so I'm sorry, you're a baby. I mean, you said it came out when you were eight. It did come out when I was eight, so. Okay, so I was. Yeah, I would have been like. It came out in '99. So. Oh man. Yeah. That's um. Now the world knows. I'm not, I'm not that am. much younger than you. Oof. That's um. Start of high school. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Chelsea, are you really that much older than me? Oh man, yeah. Not that, no, that's not by much. I, I am, I am. Because you start high school in like 13, 14. Mm, 14. No, that's not right. I was 14 in high school. I was, okay, well, I was a little older. I turned 16 my freshman year. So. What? <laughs> Maybe I'm now this like wrong. the last month of my freshman year. I was the oldest one in our grade, but so that's not a good, good, you know. No. Sorry. <laughs> Bad math. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm feeling bad math over here too. <laughs> I feel like it's a 99, but I'm also feeling like it's not a 99. But I'm pretty sure it's a 99. It's the weirdest thing, like <laughs> now that we have like multiple decades behind us, because it used to be like back in the day it was easy. It's like ah oh, yeah, 99. I remember that. I was blah blah blah. And now it's like that should still be easy because then it should be like 2009. Okay, well then I'm 18 or whatnot. But then like now it's just getting complicated. It's right. Like, nope. It's too many. Too many decades. Yep. And the early 2000s and like the 2000s and now we got the, the 2010s. Uh, we're just like, I don't math well, we're guys. We're so close to 2020. I just want to bust out my glasses and stare at the calendar and yell at kids at my front yard. <laughs> I, I already do. do that. Like, I already do. I yell at the old guy who oh. walks his dog in my yard. I'm like, dude, get off my lawn. Oh, guys, I, I've got one of my roommates is a, a good chunk younger than me. He's only, he's, he's like 21 and it. That, I know that's not like a lot younger, but it's just young enough that makes me like I start noticing things and I'm like, oh, God, I'm getting old. Like the fact that he listens, he, he puts the music really loud oh. and he puts the TV really loud. Oh. And so we're sitting there watching YouTube channel, YouTube and stuff. And it's just like, oh, my God, like it's make, it doesn't help that it's like these cheap computer speakers that I have that like are horrible quality. But then I'm just sitting like, oh, my God. I'm complaining about my younger roommate's music being too loud. It's happened. I'm getting there. I get. Yep. I get what. We're I get it. Mm -hmm. It all makes sense. We did it, guys. We did we it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> We've made it. Instead of hurrah, it's oh no. 
Everyone's getting depends for Christmas. Oh yeah. Don't forget suspenders. <laughs> Bow ties and suspenders are cool. Are they still cool? I feel like they should still be cool. I mean, I still think they're cool. I but, still think you know. Cool. But we're old. We just yeah. established that. And also, no one's ever thought my style has been cool. So if I think it's cool, it's probably not. Mm. 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 Reality deep. check. Mm. All right. So, anyways, on to our main topic today, which our is not a downer. Is is also not something recent either. You thought guys thought we were going to be covering recent stuff. Nope. We're going to be talking about Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, the animated movie that Sony put out that I was so hyped for. And once it came out, surprising <laughs> no one, it was good. Well, I guess surprising some people because it's Sony. It's surprising some people because it's Sony Animation. And have you ever looked at the list of movies that Sony Animation has done? It's not a good one. It does not make any sense that this movie was good. I'm trying to think. I feel like there's something in there that is like, oh yeah, Sony did. And I'm like, oh, that was great. Nothing, uh, nothing. It's uh, yeah, uh, Cloudy yeah. with a Chance of Meatballs. Hmm. That's like the one movie that I actually like. But then it's yeah, like Open Season, Open Season 2 and yeah. 3. and I actually just seven, watched seven. Cloudy <laughs> with a Chance of Meatballs. Two? First one? No, the first one. I'd never seen it before. I just watched it for the first time like a month or two ago, and it took me three sittings to get through it. I just oh, you didn't like it? No, I thought it was it was good, but it was just like I had better things to be oh, doing. Okay. Yeah, I like, get that. Yeah, so that it literally when the movie got out, I stopped and went. Sony animation. Like that's not that's not Pixar. That's not DreamWorks. <laughs> that's not Disney animation. That's Sony animation. And I just got me thinking, like, what have they done? And when I looked up the list, I was like, Marvel had a big hand in this, I think, because none of this would make sense yeah. if it was just Sony. And I really don't know how much Marvel actually had a hand in it, but it's a really good movie. So good that it's February, and we still want to talk about it because it was that good. It's so good that it's February, and I actually just went and saw it again in theaters. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, I wish I could have done it. It's a beautiful thing. Way. Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful It really thing. is. It's going to, you know, I think it's going to be one of those movies that leaves theaters right before it finally comes out on Blu-ray. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I could see it being there probably to the end of this month, if not to the, like, the beginning of March. You know, Absolutely. Like, the middle of March or so. Because, I mean, there we were not the only people left in that theater room like i mean there were still there were just as many people in that theater when we went now as when we did back in when did it come out december it came out yeah it came out in like december i think i can look that up but it's it's been out for a while yeah 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 oh yeah it's been out for a while i don't even know i don't even know where we should start talking about it because it was just so, I I do. Okay. How about that soundtrack? The soundtrack was really good. I've been listening to Post Malone's Sunflower so much, which is the whole. I mean, that's how the movie starts out. Yes, it's so good. It's you know, really catchy. Like it, I love it. The soundtrack is it's it's what it is. Like and the soundtrack says like modern day New York, which is really really cool. And see, I'm I'm a hateful old thing. So I, I hear I hear Post Malone like, Err! but then like I, I heard it a little more and a little more and like it it flows with the animation, it flows with the scenery, and it works with Miles. It's just it's part of everything. So I'm like, well, all right, shut up, David, and enjoy it. I'm like, cool, all right, let's do it. No, I'm with you, and I'm actually so far out of touch of like what Post Malone does and stuff. It was uh, me, Rebecca, and Andy were sitting in the theater, and um, not that song, but there's another Post Malone song that comes down at at a climax and I'm just sitting there like 
oh, I'm really into this. And they're just like, oh, it's Post Malone. I'm like, I don't even care right now. This is <laughs> I like. It. I really like Post Malone. It's just. Well, I don't, but he's like, their own. I like he's his own. stuff. You, know. you like something. You just said it. I mean, I like it in the context of this movie. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah. So soundtrack, really, really good. Sound design, then. What do we think of that? Just like explosions, voice effects, anything like also Fantastic. really, really good. I've, you know, there's a lot of cases where you like look at a character and for anything that's animated, like the voice doesn't seem to fit. Like, it just seems off. Mm-hmm. Like, all the voices seem natural for all the characters. They do. I agree. Like, Absolutely. it wasn't like a, like a 40-year-old man trying to sound like a 13-year-old boy. Like, everything just synced up perfectly. And and that's a combination of, one, the actors doing the voice acting, which uh, some of these I, I assume were voice actors because some of the names I didn't know, but there were big names in it. Uh, that aren't just known as voice actors. And I thought the same thing, that they did such a good job that it made, and the animation, the animators were so good that they were able to sync that up and make it seem so natural and you don't have that moment. That you do have sometimes with animation of many types where you're just like, it's it's just not feeling quite natural and it's not like stop motion or something where it's like that's what they're going for. It's It's just bad whatever i mean i will say though throughout the whole viewing i keep picturing nick miller as being the (laughs) secret identity for this alternate universe peter parker jake johnson the act the dude i know i get it and it but like the character of that peter parker it fits him perfectly and it was fantastic when when i realized because i remember i was with shelby and when the second trailer came out and you actually get to see peter b parker which we'll talk a little more about the different spider-man in this in a minute the i had that moment of like i know that voice how do i know that voice because i really like new girl and i love the character of nick from new girl he's one of my favorite characters but like having that moment of looking it up and seeing it was him and being like, I can't unhear it now. It's just Nick from New Girl is Spider-Man, but I love it because it's perfect. And oh my gosh, it just made me it made me laugh so hard when I realized that. See, they, um, the first Peter, like I didn't realize it at first, but the more and more you started watching it, you realize that Peter had more of a Ben Riley kind of effect. While yeah. The um, other Peter had more of the um, 616 effect. And like, what if like what if Ben Riley was like the main Spider-Man of this timeline? Like, how would if he reacted? Like, mm-hmm. Ben Riley was a little more heroic and a little more like ready to get to it than Peter, who's all like, oh so, oh so, whoa, I just, I just want to not be Spider-Man, but I also want to kind of save people, but I also kind of want to pay my bills. <laughs> Great power, responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Spider-Man, no more cover. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do think, uh, I think that's a good comparison, and I think even, I think that was on purpose, because mm-hmm. even they made the Peter from that universe blonde. Yeah, which exactly. Which is like Ben Riley, who, for those people who don't know, Ben Riley is a clone of Spider-Man from the comic books, and had, was the Scarlet Spider for a long time, and he had blonde hair, that was the only real way you could tell the difference, so... Is a nice little because when that happened, when I saw that he had blonde hair, I was like, "Is he a clone? Is he Ben Riley, or is this just a creative choice?" And it, I think it turns out just to be a creative choice. They oh yeah, with. A wonderful homage to our boy Ben Riley. That's right, that's right. 
Okay, well then let's talk about let's let's go ahead and start talking about the characters because I feel like that's a big big part of this movie is the characters. It's into the Spider Verse, so it's multiple Spider Men from different worlds coming together and interacting. Um, and so, what did y'all think of these characters? We've got uh, like what six total Spider Men, if you include Miles. Yeah, six of them. So, what did y'all think of all the different Spider Men? Which one was your favorite? Me? All right, okay. Oh man, oh man. It's not really fair. No, I, I have um, a love of all things monochrome. So um, <laughs> definitely Nick Cage playing uh, Peter Parker from Spider-Man Noir. <laughs> I I love Nick Cage by itself. Period. And Spider-Man Noir is one of the coolest origins of Spider-Man they've ever made. But they kind of toned it down a little bit, which is fine. But um, just basically Spider-Man Dick Tracy. <laughs> was just pretty much all I ever needed in life, and I didn't know. It's true, so and it was perfect. <laughs> as as a purveyor of comics, I I'm currently reading the the Miles Morales tales right now, and uh, I'm not as well versed in in some of the iterations as I'd like to be as a Spider Man fan. But tell me, because I've never, uh, I've never interacted with the noir Spider Man. I did honestly, I didn't even realize that was a thing. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. Up until before this movie was coming out. But I, I gotta know, does the Rubik's Cube make it into the comics? Not at no. all. <laughs> Not a bit. The the noir stories are like dark. Super dark. Like not only black and white dark, but like, but like it dark it's themed. like if Marvel was dark and gritty and depressing. Ooh, all right. yeah. While we're sitting here, Straight I'm, gonna on. Get, I'm gonna go ahead and Matter buy fact, this <laughs> Spider Man Noir. It's based in the nineteen twenties, right? Yeah, I so it's supposed so. to be like if Spider Man was in the nineteen twenties and mm-hmm. everything sucks. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. You summed up all the so noir I, series. I, do, I think you, I think the whole Dick Tracy comparison or whatnot works because uh, I do know that's one thing where they didn't go with just the dark you know depressing because would not have fit in this movie not at all man so just having like an older black and white and he sees in black and white which is what makes the rubik's cube joke so funny because he's just like i don't understand this because he still can't see colors even though he's i do like i just loved his introduction like when he's introduced and it was like he's like hey guys and then it's just like how is his there's no breeze in here we're in a basement how is his how is his cape flowing he's like wherever i go the wind follows so good <laughs> it's so hilarious sometimes i drink egg creams and hold matches until the flame dies out see if i can feel something <laughs> i'm like oh man please it's like the joke it's like but really that's like something that he would say or yeah, something yeah. that would happen but it's done in such a comedic way that it just fit it fit this world perfect because that that was one of my my worries is like how are they gonna they they gonna make this all mesh together because that is one thing with the Spider Verse story that this is kind of loosely based on is like you're getting Spider Man from all kinds of different backgrounds who have all kinds of different experiences but the choices they picked I thought were really good Tommy what which which of the Spider Men were your favorite. Honestly, I think it's Miles Morales. I actually really enjoyed his character. I really enjoyed his art, the story building. Um, I think as comic relief, though, I got to go with my boy John Mulaney as Peter Porker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, Pete, um, the um, other Peter from R, from 616, was he Peter B.? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Okay, I kept feeling like that he was like like was like second tier comic relief too through the whole. Oh no, movie. no, he was fantastic. He was great. I mean, it was, honestly, it's a it's a it's a big toss up for me between Peter B. Parker 
and and Peter Porker. Um, because <laughs> I, and honestly, I think what tips the hat is just, I really enjoy John Mulaney mm-hmm. as a, as a, as an artist. And, uh, have you guys heard the story of when he was kind of brought into this room and, and auditioned for that part? Yes. No, no, I haven't. So I have. essentially so some guys approached him, said, Hey, uh, we have this project. We can't tell you what it is. We can't tell you what it's about, but we needed you to come read lines in this like dark unmarked building or whatever. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, Hmm, this sounds sketch. So anyways, they, they bring him to sound booth and they're just like, go crazy. And so he starts just going off on these one liners and, uh, and they kind of give him a general idea of like his, a generic character build. And he's like, wait a second. Um, what is this supposed to be rated? Like PG? He's like, oh, so you can't use any of the lines because all of them have the F-bomb <laughs> oh, and just like man. swearing galore. They're like, no, but this is hilarious. Please continue. And, uh, and I mean, essentially that became our, our Peter Porker. And they just oh. kind of let him go. And yeah. apparently you can, f- I haven't actually found any of the recordings, but I know you I can either. actually find some of it and it's supposed to be hilarious. I think Rebecca found it once and, and showed me a line or two. But. It can't get any weirder. It can get weirder. <laughs> uh, I think for me, I I really liked Peter B. Parker, who, who you know, it's never straight up explained how this universe is, is but I, I agree. It, it seems like he's most based on the 616, the universe, which in the comics is the peter parker the Mm -hmm. original just og peter parker which this is the first time that we've gotten a 616 spider-man isn't it um yes in a movie yes because um toby mcguire was Mm close-ish but i think he had didn't he have organic web shooters he did yeah Yeah, organic totally throws him off like there was the um born again series they gave him organic webbing but they quickly like retconned (laughs) it but it was bad (laughs) (laughs) especially how he got it it was weird it made no sense it gave us more lawn so (laughs) yeah okay so which which did lead to spider-verse so uh, yeah okay i'll give you that but yeah so i loved peter b parker because Jake Johnson was doing the voice, so it was Nick from New Girl as Peter, but like him just being introduced and him just being just not in a good place in his life, <laughs> to put it lightly. Which we can all relate to at but, times. And that's and that's true. So me and Tommy talked about how what which which I also think in the comics, at least when they first introduced Miles, I felt like is what worked real well was Peter is Miles is a, is a, a Spider Man that you can relate to when you're younger because he's the kid Spider Man. Mm-hmm. He, he is kind of what Peter originally was, but Peter's grown up now, and so as an adult, you can relate more to Peter Parker. But a younger generation will relate more to Miles, and that's I think why they work so well. And it's not always written like that, especially now in the comics. But like when they first introduced, that's kind of how I read it. It was like Peter, they're keeping him a little older. He's experienced. We're getting to see the more classic, younger, 13, 14 year old Miles be the young Spider Man. Um, so, and I feel like that's was how this movie was. Was like you can you can see the like classic Spider Man vibe from from miles but then so much of peter b parker i can get and and not that i've had some of those experiences but you look at and you're like yeah life sucks i feel you dude (laughs) you are right peter (laughs) and so like seeing seeing the i just love the fact that like even though he is depressed and he doesn't want to you can tell he doesn't want to do it he's reluctant he still has all the skills oh yeah he's still there was never a moment in the entire movie that he seemed rusty 
you could tell that he was the experienced one that even though like he didn't really want to do it, like he instantly jumped into it. Like it was no big deal. And never, I never had a moment where I thought like, are you sure you ever stopped? Because I don't get the vibe that you've, you've even quit at all. And so just the, the, the character and his little character arc, I thought was super good. And, and, and like, it wasn't subtle because they like spell it out for you, but the whole, the way that it led up to it, where it was like, well, why did you and MJ break up? I was like, well, she wanted kids and I wasn't ready for kids and I freaked out. And then him spending time with Miles and literally, I love the point where literally he just goes, you do, you're doing awesome. Yeah, Miles, I'm proud of you. Do, do I want kids? I think I want kids. Like, it was just like, a, it was such a fun little arc to see his character go through. And, and I thought that was really cool. Um, not so subtle, but like at the same time, I thought it works for that character. So I, I really, really liked Peter B. Parker. I had no idea that we were gonna see the the I'll call it the Ultimate Universe Peter the 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 Ben Riley one you're talking about because they never hinted that in the trailer when we see the trailers we see the Peter B Parker the mm-hmm. Jake Johnson one so when the movie starts and it goes through the whole I am Spider Man blah 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 this is what happens I'm sitting there and going, I love the meta ness though yeah made fun of the, the Sam Raimi <laughs> oh man the train scene <laughs> the, yeah. We're the emo Spider-Man, and we did this, but we're not going to talk about that. Oh, oh my gosh. The movie starts out being super meta, and it ends being super meta with the tr- with the post-credit oh, scene, and I just, I, I loved it. Can I, can, I make, um, can I make a small confession? Yes. Yeah, um, Spider-Man 2, where he stopped the train with his, like, his bare feet <laughs> and like the, the webs. I don't know why I saw that in theaters when I was a kid, and I was just like welling up, like, "Oh my God, are you for real? Is this really happening?" And then when everyone just kind of carries him across mm. the inside of the train, like he's all sprawled mm. out, I was just like, "And they don't even care!" Like, they pulled him inside, they never even cared about his identity being taken, anything like that. And then you have like the Amazing Spider-Man, the second one, or the first one, where every nine seconds he's like yanking off his mask. He's like, he's like handing to everybody. He's trying real hard, but not too hard to keep his identity hidden. Mm -hmm. You know, I noticed in this movie we didn't see any hints in Andrew Garfield at all whatsoever. There's like, yeah, there's other Spider-Man we don't talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 there was that. There was lots of references to Raimi and to the comics and to other stuff. There really weren't. And if there may have been, but like I haven't seen it since I originally saw it, so I wouldn't be able to. I was remember. looking for it, and and you're right, they're they're not there. But I think it's because of the way that things ended. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he left such a sour note. I think Sony at this point just wants to wash it. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I would In all get fairness, that. there were very few references to Tom Holland's Spider-Man true, Two, though. True, they have to true. share that stuff. You know, yeah, oh, that's legally true. they have to share part of that, so that could be why. Or he could show up. It's true. Oh man. Well, there's a, and there's apparently all kinds of like rumors and like where they had all these plans to make more, more like not so subtle references to all of them, including like uh, uh, Andrew Garfield's ones. But they ended up just being. Apparently, there was some scene. I don't remember what it was. I remember reading that they were gonna put in the movie that. But they took it out because they thought they thought it would be too confusing for the for the people and and because because the whole I, I remember seeing it and the the whole meme about this from the quote from Rogue One was like we were this close to greatness <laughs> it just it, they somebody made a meme about it and it was real funny but but uh, yeah that the Sam the Ra- Sam Raimi ones are definitely were the most the dancing 
Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> but yeah. but the I so when the movie starts and we're getting to see Peter Parker, the one from the the Miles's universe, and I'm going, <clears throat> who is that voice? I know that voice. It was Chris Pine. Chris Pine does the voice of the the first Peter, the like super. I've been trying to figure that out. It's Chris Pine. Hmm. It's crazy. And so like. Because I heard somebody talking about this other Spider-Man. I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. So when I went into the movie, I was like, oh, cool. I mean, that makes sense. In Miles' universe, Peter dies. So I knew he was going to die. Spoilers, he dies in the first I had like, 10 no minutes. Clue, you didn't know? I, I didn't either. No clue. I didn't either. I did not see the kingpin hulking out on him at <laughs> all. I was straight up stopped his heart. Completely gassed. I'm like, oh, no, wait. Oh, no. What do you mean? <laughs> it's just Miles in this? <laughs> He's alone? No one's going to teach him? <laughs> that was a sad part, too, because like there's this moment where it's like, oh, we're the same. You've got these powers, blah, blah, blah. Oh, man. And you're, I will help you. I'll trick. I'm dead. Kaboom. <laughs> it's like, well, I hope somebody else can train you, because uh, I do I do props to, to Peter Parker, blonde Peter Parker, for putting like a huge job on Miles <laughs> and just being like, yeah, I know you're not ready for this, but uh, you need to take this flash drive and save the world. Okay, bye. Good luck. Bye-bye. And then dead. But yeah, it's so I, I, I really like Peter B. Parker and uh, I also like regular Peter, but like the, the seeing the quintessential Spider-Man at his prime, who's a hero and is on you know, serial and all this was really cool. And then to get Peter B. Parker, who and having that realization that like, no, this is my, this is my Spider-Man though. This is most likely, (laughs) this is most likely what my Sam Raimi Mm Spider-Man ends up. Like it's the most rep. It's the most closest to everything. Everything makes the most sense. And like just going, yeah, no, that makes sense. I see that, that, that totally is what would probably have happened. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Also, I just love the uh, the whole line about when he's going through his uh, his stuff, and he's like, "It's really sad." He's like, "But I handled it like a champ." And he's sitting in the shower, in the shower. with his suit <laughs> on, crying. It was too much. <laughs> I was just like, that was the most relatable of just like, "But I handled that like a champ." I was like, "No, I didn't. I really didn't." So that 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 stuff was cool. But let's talk. Let's talk about the other uh, Spider Man that was in this movie. We had. Uh, the, probably the most interesting uh, to me was Spider-Gwen because, and the reason I say that is because Spider-Gwen is only like a four-year-old character. Yeah. Really? She has only been in existence since the Spider-Verse yeah. series. It was because Spider-Verse was pulling all these Spider-Men from different universes. And part of that, they were writing short little stories, uh, kind of like the the DC metal stuff. Yeah. How they did like little stories about those Batman, evil mm-hmm. Batman. They gotcha. were doing that about the Spider Man, and so one of them was just called Spider Gwen, and it was a simple question of if if Gwen Stacy got bit and became a spider person instead, what would happen? It's a classic what if story, and hugely popular. Like people, like I can't, I I could probably look up how much that that comic class. I mean she was a dope a character honestly I really liked that all of the females in here I mean Aunt May was a freaking beast <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere out of nowhere she became Alfred Pennyworth and I was okay with it yeah I was so okay with it but I like I mean Doc Ock female Doc Ock oh, like I really cool. enjoyed 
the wide gamut of characters we got all oh, the yeah. way around from villains to heroes i think we just had it was a great lineup it was really really good and we got a scorpion that was like straight up speaking complete <laughs> spanish yeah no subtitles they did not even care you yep. good luck figure it out it was it was really good it was really really good mm-hmm. you know i realized something too like when you're talking about um spider gwen that um spider gwen came out whenever um i think the second amazing spider movie came out and they were doing Gwen Stacy alt covers on every single mm. like comic book, mm-hmm. and they had uh, had Gwen dressed up as Deadpool. They had Gwen dressed up as Spider Man, and then they're like, you know what? And then exactly, they're like, oh, this looks so cool. This is a great idea. Out of nowhere, Spider Gwen showed up. Same thing with um Gwenpool too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she came up out of those yep. alt covers as well. It's the same same weird thing. That, Interesting. Like, it, but but the Spider Gwen like she's now got her own comic. Yeah. She's, She's shown up in the the six one six universe a couple times. She she in, interacts with Miles a good bit. Like I want to get more. Like I I keep trying to make an effort, and I love um, Jake Parker. So when he started doing the newest Deadpool iteration, I tried to keep up with that because I was like, I need to be current. I want to like because honestly, guys, every time I walk into the freaking comic book store, I'm like, where do I start? Yeah. It feels like Mount Everest. It's it, it really does, is. and so like I'll buy like I I think I've bought four or five issues of Spider Man from there, but they're all so not in order. Yeah, and I'm just like uh, I don't like. You've got a good time to get on board because right now they just restarted Spider Man with um I Again. think Chip Siniski. <laughs> I, I can't I can't I can never pronounce his name pronounce his name ever at all. But uh, Dan Slott's like twelve year run is over mm-hmm. now. He's on like the Iron Man and Fantastic Four. Okay. So they actually just restarted the whole thing with a brand new creator. So you know, in case issues? it wasn't even more confusing, there's a no- new number one Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, mean, I mean, one, I mean, he's not wrong. Know. It's I mean. They do that to make it easier, but it gets really confusing yeah. when I'm like, Tommy, just go get Amazing Spider-Man number one, and you look, and there's like, well, there's one from 1994, there's one from 2004, yeah. there's one, and it's just like, okay, I mean, okay, when I'm did, um, uh, I'm trying to think, was it Amazing Spider-Man that introduced Miles Morales, or which one introduced Miles Re- uh, recently? The ultimate, uh, oh, recently? Was- I say well, okay. So, so the quick backstory of of Miles is at at one point, and it's not like this anymore. It is the Ultimate Spider-Man. There was the six one six universe and the Ultimate universe, and the Ultimate universe was just their way of telling a little more grittier stories. And Miles was introduced in the Ultimate Spider-Man universe, and as just a kind of a character, and he got powers but didn't really do anything with them. And then Peter dies fighting the Green Goblin. Yeah, and he does. Peter and, and Miles doesn't do anything to help. He, like he wasn't really using his power. So when Peter dies, Miles starts trying to be Spider-Man and it doesn't really go well first. And a lot of people are mad at him, but he basically becomes that universe's Spider-Man. And so for the longest time, Peter Parker was the Spider-Man of the 616 and Miles Morales was the Spider-Man of the Ultimate Universe, and it was said they will never interact ever. And then they wrote a story where they interacted, and then they did a big event where the two universes came together. So right now in the comics, Peter and Miles are in the same universe, existing as two Spider-Men, mm-hmm. and it's a little confusing. Okay, so that's actually where I'm at then, because I've got um... spoilers. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually trying to look up which comic book. That I started uh, picking up, and it's literally just called Spider-Man 
Miles Morales. Yeah, he called it dead on. Like after Secret Wars, like um, they molded, they melded uh, Ultimate Universe and they melded a uh, six one six and got rid of all the other pocket universes and just made it one consistent big thing. And everything that was in, in, in the um, Ultimate Universe, you know, Miles' dad was dead and he only had his mom. They brought that all over. He brought his mom back and his mom is, his mom and dad are both still alive. And so yeah, everything right now is like a brand new fresh start for Miles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the one. Is that the one that's currently going on, mm-hmm. or is that the the next? Uh... That's the one that's going on right now. Yeah, that's oh, that's well, where. Well, then I that's feel better because I am partially up to date. Nice. Yes. Ex- that's the ex- one I've been except reading. for that. Yeah. That event happened, and Secret Wars when that happened happened like two or three years ago. So you're still like two years oh, behind. I, mean, I know. But no, but you're I'm, you're pretty close. But as a man who's been. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, <clears throat> no, you're not. Some years not, behind. Like I'd no. rather be two years behind than continue oh, yeah, no, on no, being you're, like you're a decade off. and a half. Yeah, you don't want to be a solid ten behind, man. Yeah, I I've been that way. See, that's the bad part is every time we get on here, if we talk comic books, like I'm like. They exist. I got nothing to contribute. <laughs> I think I think that's the cool thing though about this movie is is Miles, even Miles hasn't been a character for very long. And both and I I just looked it up because I was curious because I knew Spider-Gwen came from the Spider-Verse thing that was done in 2014-15. So she's only a 3-4 wow. year old character. Penny Parker was created from that too. Yep. So what's cool really? about this movie is this animated movie was the first time we got a movie version of Miles Morales, the first time we got a movie version of Spider-Gwen and Penny Parker, well, and, and Spider-Noir and, and Spider-Ham. Like, so, like, there was just, like, a f- lot of firsts, but I guess it sticks out more to me because those characters are so young. Like, I would never have thought Spider-Gwen would have been in a movie this quickly, but she was just that popular, and it just makes perfect sense to put her in this movie. Also, the the Penny Parker in the comics is like way more anime. Yeah, like the suit looks a lot more like something from Evangelion than it does uh, in the show. But I actually like what they did in the Spider Verse better because it I, feels more like Diva. I'll be honest. I think that was probably my <laughs> right? least. <Doesn't> favorite. <laughs> she's Diva. Yeah. Because when we watched it, my friend's like, she's just Diva, and I was like, this character was made before Diva though. So shh. <laughs> so were probably not. They were probably made about the same time, actually. But you know, I think yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that diva, that not diva, but I'm um <laughs> that, <laughs> Penny that, that Penny did exist beforehand because you know Gerard Way made Penny Parker for just part of her snow one shot. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. My Chemical Romance man made it himself. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. I All knew right. he did something with a comic, Oops. but I didn't know it was that. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty nifty. Huh? How about that? Okay, so that, that's kind of us touching on all... We could talk about all these characters for a long, long time, but I feel like there's more... We should probably talk about Miles some, since, you know, it's about Miles Morales. He's our main character, and... Can we just go ahead and throw up the spoiler warning, though? Yeah, let's like, say, we probably hmm. should have put up a spoiler warning at the beginning. Well, we haven't spoiled too... I've been paying attention. We haven't spoiled too much. Okay. Like, I mean, Spoiler warning! We're yeah. just gonna talk about this movie, like, all we can. So, because everyone who's listening has probably already seen it. I would anyways. hope so. Well, and that makes me feel better, because, like, it's it's not like when we usually do a movie right when it came out. Like, it's been out long enough that if you get mad that we spoil it, it's your fault. Fault, not ours. It's on you. <laughs> it is on you. But spoiler warning: Let us begin talking about Miles and this movie. I don't know where to start. I feel like Jonesy had something here I wanted to say. No, nah. mm. no, yes, no? yeah, <laughs> yeah, huh? <laughs> Man, words. Um, <laughs> so good. Ah, so yeah. The only thing I kept watching through the whole thing is that I was just 
waiting for Spider-Verse 2. Is it, is it bad? I was immediately already waiting for like the second Spider-Verse No, Spider I'm right movie. there with you. Oh, absolutely. Because there are just so many characters they just like lightly touch on. Mm-hmm. Because in the, in the um, spider Spider Geddon, I think it's a comic series right now, Spider Geddon. Yeah. Miles is um, the main character in that story, but he's forced to team up with like Superior Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know who Superior Spider Man <laughs> is, Doc Ock steals Spider Man's body and pretends to be Spider Man for about 20 issues. Still, one of the best Spider Man stories I've ever read. Yeah, it was really controversial when it happened, but I know after the run finished everybody was like no that was actually pretty interesting yeah we were angry but we loved it that was also another that was also another thing in comics that we were told this is the new status quo and it's not changing back and after a year they changed it back because comics and they never stay to their word no offense to comics that's one of the greatest lines of all time because (laughs) comics it's like used all over the place in any like little comic blog anybody you talk to that's been comics comics wise is like well you know because comics is like oh okay i get because it because comics yeah. that makes yeah. no sense but comics i don't oh, know yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think our but, phrase is uh because marvel dc is just as bad <laughs> and especially the comics because prime example no no jason todd's alive from the dead because superboy punched reality so hard that he came back to life i'm sorry what <laughs> uh, it's because it's because comics like oh oh cool cool We'll retcon it later that he just was dropped in the Lazarus pit. That'll make way more sense. Cool. But for now, he's alive. Just be happy. Roll with it. Roll with it. Roll with it. League of Assassins, roll with it. (laughs) Red Hood, roll with it. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are reminding me why I didn't read comics. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's good. It's good good stuff. Just, Um, you know, lose some of your life to it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with this. I thought there's, there's... The character of Miles is so interesting. Like, I was trying to figure out how to describe his little arc and what's going on with his life because he he doesn't it's not very stereotypical superhero he's not you know at one point he's all gung-ho but then he can't really control his powers but then at the same time he doesn't really want to be doing it so it's kind of a weird mix-up kind of thing so i I do i do love the whole uh when he gets bit by the spider how they just completely like (laughs) it's gonna be dramatic and then it's just him going and slapping his hand like that crap off of me it was just the most <laughs> realistic thing ever because it wasn't it wasn't a dramatic if, if something you get out what was that and there's something on your hand unless you're afraid of spiders you just go and you'd be done and so it was it made me laugh really hard when that's what happened it was because the music's swelling and it's like we all know what's happening and then it happens and it's just like all right we're moving on and he didn't have like a like a Spider-Man, Sam Raimi Spider-Man, like sweating and falling out. And well, he did the next sick. day. That's right, uh, Mister. I'm going through puberty. Yeah, but that. But he didn't have like he just woke up and everything was different. Well, yeah. He didn't have like the moment because in the comics he gets bit and goes into like a coma. For oh a yeah, that's true. Like starts like foaming at the mouth and everything. He so grabs I his thought... wrist all dramatically while it glows and he, <laughs> yeah. and he keels over and he oh, screams at the heavens. Stanley, I killed my nephew. Oh no. <laughs> so I. I did think uh, uh, I, I did think that was uh, the fact that there wasn't unless I'm forgetting a moment when that happens. But I don't mm-hmm. think he he passed out or did anything. No, weird I mean he like, that. like he went home. It does show that he like slept really heavily through the night. Yeah. Um, because they did the whole time lapse sequence of his roommate being in there. And, right. And it almost looked like it alluded to multiple days, but I think it was just one long one night. long night mm-hmm. and uh just, and then his clothes just didn't fit like yeah. a fever kind of thing yeah yeah and uh i did love the i loved when he wakes up 
the why is the voice in my head so loud? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Can they hear me? Can I think they can hear me? Oh god. Oh, <laughs> uh, that that was really funny. It's really cool. Like that's a really interesting way to like describe how superpowers are like exist in their world yeah. like even their thoughts are larger than life like he once he became like beyond normal we could like see his thoughts in action well and i love that it was a great incorporation too of the actual comic book style oh yeah for an internal thought i mean it was the perfect way to blend a paper source to an audiovisual reference i mean it was just brilliant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i thought his powers his powers were cool I, th- I think it was cool i think this is the first time we've really seen so like uh, the web cr- the wall cl- crawling and stuff. It's the first time we've really kind of seen it in a way where it's like, this is some kind of reflex they can turn on and off. Like it's n- we've never really they just can crawl wall crawl. Like I guess in the Sam Raimi we got the w- really odd close up where he's got tiny little yeah, tiny he's little got feelers. The follicles. feelers, which is weird if you think about it. But like I thought it was cool how like he gets stuck on stuff and it's like a reflex he can't quite control yet yeah. and when he's hanging from the roof it's like you gotta relax you gotta yeah they relax. made it like a muscle like yeah. a muscle memory mm-hmm. I thought oh, that exactly. was really cool and and seeing him try to have to figure out his powers were cool cause seeing like the different things he can do that the other people which is comic accurate mm-hmm. Tommy for cause yeah. he has extra powers that Peter doesn't have and that that was cool that they include that like the venom strike and the invisibility yeah. And the fun joke about, like, he's got the Venom thing. Watch. I can't do it on command. He can't do it on command. But he can turn invisible. I can't do that on the command. He can't do it on command. <laughs> Those, like, little, like, the, the, the humor was, like, spot on on this movie, I thought. And like, I loved the it. I loved the introduction of his ability to turn invisible. Like, that <laughs> fight or flight mechanism. Where, where are you? Whoosh. Where where are you? You're right in front of me. Now. He, he, like he poked me in the eye. And then he's like, it must be some like defense mechanism. Like, and then they almost get caught. And just he's gone. <laughs> uh, Which is perfect for a teenager, though, because yeah. how many teenagers just want to be able to like, yeah, not disappear? Here. Didn't do it. You nope. wouldn't want to be there. No, I do think it's funny when they still try to steal the computer. How he takes the monitor <laughs> yeah. too? Because in the moment, I was just like, he doesn't need the monitor. And then Peter shows up. Is like, what are you doing? We don't need the monitor. Just take the computer. I was like, thank you, Peter. Thank you for. Nah, this is why I relate more to you. I get it. <laughs> See, you had a really good point. Like, like the um, the, the rise and swell. Like he mm-hmm. wanted to be a hero, but he didn't want to be a hero. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like his adrenaline. Yeah. Because like when things wow. get pumping and things get going, yeah. he's like, I can do this. This can work. This can happen. And when things go to a lull and nothing works, he's like, Oh no, I just want to go back to school. You know, it just I think that's that kind of explains his ups and downs. Absolutely. And like hormones. Like Peter yeah, said, yeah, you yeah. know, also that too. That too. Oh yeah. I loved, I loved how all of the other Spider-Men were skilled and like they had already been through their life experiences. They're, they're not like, they're either close to or at their peak. And I thought it was really cool how like they want to help, but their way of helping isn't necessarily what you expect. So like that first scene when they're just bombarding him with stuff, but it's like they're turning, they're like, we're just trying to like, this is what he needs to know. He needs to be able to experience this. And the, the scene towards the end when they, he just can't get a grip on his power and he's just kind of going to get in the way. And that moment where it seems like all of them have left and abandoned him except for Peter and Peter tries to get him to help, but he can't do anything. So Peter's like, this is for your own safety. And when he goes outside, all of them are still there waiting, listening, like hoping that he's going to be able to do it. And they're just like, 
we can't waste time. Like, I just thought it was really cool that they all, there was these, all these moments where, you know, cause we know all their backstories. Yeah. We know they know what he's going through, especially when there's a uncle. camaraderie. Yeah. There's yeah. that camaraderie. And so I loved, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. His uncle Ben moment was, I think a lot better than Peter's uncle Ben moment. Dude. Yeah. You yeah. are not kidding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The whole prowler situation. <clears throat> yeah. Where like his, his uncle is like the polar opposite of his father. Mm-hmm. His father's like, you know, you have to obey the law, do the right thing. And his uncle's like, you know, you're supposed to express yourself and not care about the consequences. Mm-hmm. But you, you can see like the I mean, extremes of each one. Mm-hmm. And like how he's forced to end up facing up against his uncle at the very end. It's just, and can I just say how crazy the prowler was? Yeah. Like, the design dude, was wild. Never in comic books is the prowler been cool. Like, I love <laughs> the prowler. I've always no, loved No, I'm with you. Dude, Hoppy Brown is like one of my favorite, like, minor Spider Man characters. Like, dude was a window washer, wanted to find an easier way to do it, made special gauntlets that let him climb windows. He's like, oh, wait, these gauntlets are super helpful. I can break in the house. I can steal stuff. Pretty much. And from there on out, he became like an ally slash villain to Spider Man. But in this movie, he was like a terror to be reckoned with. Yeah. It was yeah. The, the animal sounds from his thrusters, like the claws oh, the, your Yeah, like the whole design was intimidating. Yeah, it was goofy and intimidating. Like there were mo- there was like design aspects that I was just like, okay, what is up with like the weird popped collar cape thing? But then like I was just like, but you scary dude, and I don't want to mess with you. <laughs> well, so. let's be honest though, that moment where Miles is in his apartment, and he oh. comes in prowler suit. But who else thought Kylo Ren the moment that the Prowler started talking to his boss? Yeah, I can see that. Did, yeah. See, man, there's there's two spectrums here. Either I got to be a, a, comic, a comic book guy or a Star Wars guy, and I'm a comic book guy. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but, like, it just sounded like literally at first I thought they changed the character because, like, his voice, it literally just sounded like Kylo Ren talking through the mask in the first, well, I guess the seventh. Star yeah, the Wars. first of the yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought. Did you now, Tommy? Did you know that his uncle was the Prowler? Did you? No, know that? no, I'm not that. So, like in the comic book, so that hasn't that, been revealed yet. So, so that, that was an, that was an awesome was surprise. But I you, love right? that tie-in. Mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. love that tie-in. I'm just glad. Sadly for his uncle, but I'm glad that his uncle died and not his dad. Agreed. Dude, I did not need that to happen. I'm that, so glad it's and that. Died. So like, I thought that it was also kind of nice. Kind of not nice. That sounds bad. But like it, it, it parallels well with the whole uncle ben because it was uncle aaron so Mm -hmm. like i thought that was cool i thought it was good because that whole thing helped him and his dad come closer and i thought i think your your comparison between his uncle and his dad was really good because he was so close to his uncle because of all of this and then he finds out you know later oh but this is this is what that that side of my uncle also leads mm-hmm. and then kind of the, the parallel of, well, my dad's on the other side and I don't think of my dad very well. Maybe I need to rethink that. I thought that whole imagery was really cool. There's a scene. I saw a panel from it and I, I wish I could find it and pull it up, but there was somebody talking about, there's a moment when, with the graffiti scene, when he takes miles and lets miles, you know, express himself by doing the graffiti. There's a moment when they're both framed up in the frame equally, where Miles is in the left part of the frame and his uncle's on the right. And where Miles is, the background is showing most of the art and there's a hard line in the middle and the shadow of the train station is all around his uncle. And it's just this, like, beautiful, like, foreshadowing of, like, where they are different and stuff. That's that's an awesome I saw it and at first I was like... 
they're overthinking that and I looked and I was like, no, that, that was actually definitely on purpose. That's that really is good. awesome. So I wish I'll try to find that and post it on Instagram because it was a really cool thing that somebody noticed. But I thought all of the characters were really, really cool and really great character development for Miles through all all of that. So question. Who's um who's your favorite minor character in this movie? Guys, who who who's your favorite minor character? Minor character. Yeah, someone that didn't get a lot of screen time, but when you showed up, they did what they were supposed to do, and they faded back into the backdrop. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to have to think about it. What, what's yours? Because you must have one if you're bringing that up. I do. It's Tombstone. Tombstone. <laughs> like, in a million years, I never expected to see Tombstone in a movie. Like, let alone just, like, pop up. Whenever Kingpin walks through, he's like, you gotta do the thing, Tombstone. He shows, like, he doesn't say words. He just pulls out his unnecessarily huge <laughs> gun. He looks like Frankenstein. Yeah. I'm like, that works. That's Tombstone, right? And, like, he shows up, bees weird, gets beat up, goes home. I'm like, you know what? Perfect. Perfect for me. <laughs> Bravo. Give that man an Oscar. I don't know who I'd... Uh, I think Aunt May. I, I gotta go with Aunt May because she was really... Also, that that moment when like we just subtly hear Peter B. Parker say that he had to bury his Aunt May and they have mm. to go find Aunt May and that moment where they're all standing there and he literally goes, I'm not ready for this. Mm. I, my heart sank yeah. for him in that moment. But it was awesome because... It wasn't what you expected either because she walks out and she instantly knows what's going on because, like you said, she's like the Alfred for that Spider-Man. Pretty much. And it works. They start fighting in her house. She's like, hey, hey, take it outside. Get out of my house. She's not freaking out or anything. And I thought that was so cool. That was... (laughs) (laughs) Every single Spider-Man from 1994 to 2099 called it a goober. Did you notice that? Every single one called it a goober. Yep. A goober. Yeah. The little thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a goober. It's a goober. Even, even Peter B. Parker knew it was a goober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Ah, uh, minor character. So much to take in this movie. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Tommy's thinking hard on this one. Well, it's a difficult decision. Did I steal yours? Because you were talking about how cool MA was. I mean, no, I don't want to say you stole mine. Um, because I kind of I kind of agree with you on Tombstone. Well, honestly, I think both of honest. I I don't feel like anybody was really that minor of a character. You're right. Um, Peter Normal Parker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, Mary Jane was really minor, like yeah, super minor. Well, I liked the interactions. Like I love the moment where Peter B. Parker. <laughs> As the maitre d goes up to try to talk to, like I loved that interaction, but I can't say that I love her character per se. Like no, she's a good character, that. but yeah, like that, I love that, that moment, that interaction yeah. where he's confessing and pouring his heart out, or like, oh, you, you need this, bread. Peter. I didn't get you your your bread. I'm gonna. I could have been there for you to get that bread. Oh man. <laughs> Stop being us, Peter B. Stop being us, dude. The the the. That reminds me of another part that when she in that universe is giving the speech, she was like, we are all Spider-Man. And he's like, I have to be Spider-Man. And the dude leans over and is like, I think it's a metaphor. I don't think they're talking specifically to you. And Miles is just like, nope, nope, that, that, I gotta be Spider-Man. You don't get it, dude. Random Spider-Man, dude. Alright, so we have sat here and talked for a good bit about all of the things that we love, and I think we could sit here and talk even longer about all the things that we love, because let's face it, this movie was freaking awesome. It was so good. It's a milestone, man. Here is, I agree with that, 
Here's a much harder question. I don't have any. I know where you're going. Yeah. I don't think I... Okay, maybe. You, well, no, no, no. I think right. you're right. You're right. Where did this movie fall short? Because it's not a perfect movie, but it's dang close to a... It is pretty darn close. It's... <laughs> Uh, I think maybe if I got a chance to watch it again before we talked about it, I could find something, but, but, but in the few months since I saw it, thinking back, racking my brain, I think maybe, maybe they could have given a little more, uh, time for some of the other Spider-Man, like, you know, like, but it's balanced well. But we don't get a lot of time with specifically the three extras, the Penny, the Penny Parker, Spider-Ham, and Spider-Noir. They, they're they're almost background characters. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because they balanced it really, really well. But if I had to give it a negative, I'd say I would have liked to have seen more interactions with those characters and seen them play a little bit more of a vital role because... Outside of really, we focus mostly on Miles, Spider Gwen, and Peter, which we should because those are the the big three, I think, and probably the three most popular ones. But if I had to pick something negative, I think that's what I would pick. Well, let me let me rephrase it this way then too, because there's not a lot of negatives. But where would we have rather seen? Or I, I thought of something. I thought of something. Okay. It's okay. So, and I want to want to say one thing we haven't talked about that i know we're gonna we can talk about for a while and the visuals of this movie are incredible fantastic i absolutely love that's what drew me to it when i showed tommy the original trailer it was the visuals of this movie i hit my knee and it needs like jumped up uh it was the visuals of this movie that made me go i want to see this movie but they do this whole thing because it's supposed to be like this beautiful homage to comic books. And part of old comic books was the the, the screen printing errors where the backgrounds don't match up. So we get this almost weird 3D without the 3D, 3D glasses effect. And they do that in the movie. And sometimes I think it's distracting. I agree with that completely. I think it's really cool when it's the background scenes and the background elements, like the buildings and stuff. But when it's the people also like that, and it's there's a guy two feet behind Miles, and like there's this weird green and and red aura coming off of them. It it for me to have noticed it more than once in the movie and thinking, ah, yeah, that's kind of weird. I know where they're doing, but that's kind of weird. Makes me think that they could have toned it back a little bit or at least not put it quite on every single kind of thing because sometimes it just straight up felt like you were watch- I was watching a 3D movie without the 3D glasses. And I will say, too, the very first viewing I saw, I had the, like, we walked out, and that was the first thing that I you know i had said other than man that was freaking awesome (laughs) can we go see it again um you know that was my major complaint i will say on the second viewing i noticed it less and it might just be because i'm prepared for it i knew it was going to happen like you can kind of adjust your mindset to it except there's one scene that stands out it was the i saw it the first time the second time it bothered me just as much um and it's the scene where Miles is walking down the hallway. Can everybody hear me? Do they think I'm weird? Like that moment, there was a couple shots where you almost, I had a, I had a difficulty perceiving what physically was even in the shot because that the, the way that those color tones were overlapped, you, just nothing felt in focus. And it was really hard to actually 
visually grasp the scene at yeah. times. Um, I'd agree. But I, 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 I know exactly the shot. That's one of the, that was like the second or third time I, it stuck out to me that made me get, okay, that's, that's, I think it got better as the movie went on. I don't think, I think it was more prominent in the first half of the movie. I agree with that. But or like you too, said, maybe we just adjust to it. Yeah. And I think the second viewing, cause the second viewing, that was literally the only time I even noticed it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I went in under the preconceived notion that I already hated that portion i should mm-hmm. say hate that's a little too strong dislike i disliked that presentation in the first viewing but literally once again like that was the only scene that that bothered me but i don't know i mean what do you think Jonesy? see um i was too deeply enamored with um a comic book movie being a comic book movie i'm like oh my gosh this is actually like a comic book movie movie i brain turned off little little things here and there hey that's good did not that's pick good. up but um I think the thing that got to me the most, the thing that bothered me, is I'm kind of technical when it comes to my characters. Mm-hmm. Like I like reasonings behind like what they can do and what they can't do. Motivation like, and motivations, power, especially powers, right? Because like I know a ton about all the characters that were in that movie. I like Kingpin as the big bad, but I don't think he should have been the big bad. You know, I think if like Kingpin is like crazy strong we get it like he's like um sumo wrestler strong that's mm-hmm. that's his power that's his power cap he actually can't physically go toe-to-toe with spider-man ever at all period mm-hmm. and they like at one point in time like oh you know he's um hopped up on mutant growth hormone or something like that like he shouldn't be able to fight spider-man period point blank if they made the bad guy norman see i was a little disappointed that norman answered to kingpin in this you see me too <laughs> but you know We've seen Norman as the big bad, like, how many times? Like, since no, okay, the beginning. That's, that's fair. That's and, fair. you know, they probably want to try something different, something new. But, like, I think if they had Norman or even, like, a different character all into itself that's still, like, a threat to Spider-Man, like an actual credible threat to Spider-Man. But at the same time, you have Kingpin who can, like, enact lackeys, thus, you know, have more characters to bounce around to do more stuff and lead up to, like, your epic showdown. It's understandable. Yeah. But still, you know... Because then we get a logical reason why the Prowler is after them. Exactly, and, exactly. And Scorpion and random characters Out show Out of the up. woodwork. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rogue's gallery. Here we go. Let's mm. party. Gotta yeah. say, though, I'm still disappointed because as of yet, I have not gotten an accurate rhino representation on my film screen. Oh, man. We live in a different time now. We live in a different time Sorry, now, Tommy. Buddy. Like, if we can have... I have this, this thing in my head, right? That the moment... Groot showed up on a screen and people were like, oh my god, we love this talking tree. I'm like, anything's possible. Nothing is impossible. The only time that they have even teased a scene with Rhino was the Amazing Paul Spider-Man. Man. Ah, that hurts. I'm sorry. For the last, like, three seconds of the daggum movie, we don't even get the fight sequence. Dude, like, in Tales to Astonish, one of the bad guys that Thor fought, Korg, Rock guy, right? Mm-hmm. Shows up in Ragnarok. Korg. He's like, yeah, people know who Korg is by like first name now, right? Yeah. Yet again, he is such a minor one note character who had a small show in like Planet Hulk a million years ago. Kind of forgettable. If Korg can be a household <laughs> name, you will see That's the valid. rhino. That's really <laughs> hope, Jonesy. Listen, listen, you give me hope. Tommy, I'll put it into a better perspective for you. If Aquaman can make a billion dollars, oh. shut your Marvel mouth. Anything is possible. 
I have been an Aquaman lover since Justice Friends. I thought he was cool. There we go. And I'm like, dude, you can breathe underwater. Water is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Fish are mean. This dude has a power, all right? <laughs> uh, okay. We're, sorry. Where were we? <laughs> you know, I didn't. No, that, I that, couldn't resist that, that, that comment. That pretty much sums it up. That is that is a good summation of our of our day. Well, let me let me let's do this because we gotta uh, we gotta start kind of wrapping probably, it probably up should here. Start wrapping um, is there anything else a scene a moment a mention that sticks out to you that we haven't touched on that we just want to briefly glance over yes i have to think about it so somebody else go if you've got one i've got one Ooh, go whenever Jonesy. um peter was being not peter but when miles was closing the gap he saw the web of life you mentioned this earlier that they wanted to allude a little more to I it. I did not they notice did. that. He saw the web of life. And the web of life is a big, big thing in uh, Spider-Verse. It's the uh, grand web that connects all the Spider-People together. It's basically every tether that connects every Spider-Man to every Spider-Man. And if you look closely in that web, you see like little, little cardboard cutouts of all the comic books just interwoven through all of it. And Miles saw it for like a hot flash. And that flash was enough to let me know that... They just spawned something that is never going to end, and I could not be happier. Yeah. Like that little that little snippet. Like we, I love I love like Miguel O'Hara. Don't get me wrong, I love Twenty Nine Spider Man, but they didn't need that. Like that little snippet mm-hmm. right there was stinger enough to let us know that we're gonna get more, and that my dreams of superior Spider Man talking talking junk to Miles will happen, and I am pleased. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really thought. I liked I liked how uh, he made his his Spider Man suit. We don't talk the spray about paint. that. The, he it's it's loved it. It's so him and and like I know based on the trailer that he probably just spray paints the Spider Man logo on a suit because of that. But seeing at the very very end when he's just been running around with a cheap Stan Lee bought uh, oh, R I P uh, <laughs> bought suit. That he goes and takes one of the suits, Peter's suits, spray paints it solid black, except for like a couple areas he leaves red, and it's it it fits the character so well, and throws it yeah. on, and just like then we get the scene from the original trailer where he is up on the building and jumps off and uses his spider his web shooters for the first time. It was just like I was like, this is it. This is I love this. I love it. Stuff. It was good stuff. It was it was it gave me chills. And that's what I wanted, because that's what the original trailer gave me was chills, and the movie did not let me down in any way. If anything, like ro- rose to the to the occasion and like blew my expectations out of the water. So it's so amazing that within six months we can go from Sony's Venom to Sony's <laughs> Into the Spider Verse. Let's go further back. <laughs> oh, Let's, Venom! We went from Spider-Man: Homecoming to Venom to oh. Spider-Man: Into the Spider Verse. So hopefully that doesn't mean that Spider-Man Far From Home goes back down. Oh, no. I don't like this roller coaster. <laughs> I don't like this hold roller on. coaster either. Hold on, hold on. Can I get off? The only good thing is, is that in between there, we have the new Avengers. So if that's we true. have to follow the roller coaster, that, I'd rather the Avengers So you're take. saying you'll sacrifice Avengers Endgame to, to make Spider-Man good? Okay. Man, it's reached this point now that is, is it possible 
for Avengers to be bad? Okay, dude. You oh, so, so here's Ooh. the thing. Another story. Jonesy, another time. Jonesy has, uh, has not listened to our podcast before okay. and does not know his your disdain for much I hate Marvel. Oh my films. word. MCU. So Sweet much time. hate. Oh, well, this is a this is a brand new dawn for you, my dude. Well, Spider-Man's I, I, to a brand I new think, place. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think this is why it's awesome because I think Spider Verse is, is the, an MCU. Get that crap most, out of here. Like, uh, <laughs> hey, man. All universes, dog. That's <laughs> valid. Tom Holland could pop in. Ooh. I'd be okay with that. That'd be great. There's in Spider Geddon. There's a Spider Man that has his suit on. Just saying. Yep. Oh, you oh. Josie looks shocked. Oh man. Yes, there is. <laughs> that is that is news for these ears. Yes. I didn't know that. Uh what was yours, Tommy? So I originally was gonna say the suit, but actually I want to touch on something that, that really stuck him. out to me the second time. Um and this is gonna be on the technical aspect, because I think we can agree, because even though there were a couple things that weren't to my preference visually, they did a lot of amazing things that maybe they have been done before but not in the package that they gave us. Like they yeah. wrapped this thing up in a bow with premium paper and a gold <laughs> wrapper and said, go to town. And one of the things that stuck out to me is the attention to freaking detail in mm. places that I never thought it'd be. Mm-hmm. So the moment where miles is t- essentially like webbed to a chair and his dad <laughs> is at the door talking to him, giving him that like one-on-one heartfelt moment. If you look over, you can see the neck muscles in Miles move and gulp and heave in a way that was accurate, realistic. Hmm. And to the point where you're like, you almost go, was it necessary? But it was such a subtlety that it really made it so real. Which, I mean, part of, I mean, it was, it was... Not only their it, investment, but our investment into it. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the good animation, with the good voice acting, makes it feel natural where you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those little details without may come, may notice, and you're like, I don't know why, but it doesn't feel natural. It feels stiff or something. But yeah. with those small details, that may be... Tommy, you may be the only one who ever noticed it, but I guarantee you the per- animator, animator who did it was like, Tommy it was a conscious it. Somebody will notice <laughs> yeah. it. Like it was exactly. a conscious decision, and it, it was, was a... so well done. And just, uh, and I think it really does speak to the effort and the time and the care that everyone put into this film. And I think it was worth it. This is one of those movies that was just. I've seen it twice. I will go see it a third time if I could afford it. If I, I could, will one hundred percent. It's a labor of love. Yeah, it was, and it shows, and it was fantastic. Well, I think that leads in perfectly for us to rate it. Because Jonesy here on the Valkyrie cast, we like to give our movies and video games a rating. Oh. We either do, we only give two ratings. You oh. either That's right, Drew. Only two. <laughs> only two. It's Love either you, dope or nope. So, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, Jonesy, do you give it a dope or a nope? Do you have a double dope? No, I don't, but you I'm guessing that means you give it a dope. <laughs> two thumbs I way, dope. way up. <laughs> I, gi- I definitely give it a dope. You give it a dope understandable tommy i think i know your answer yeah i think we all do i'm gonna i'm gonna give a marvel movie a dope i am 100 percent giving spider-man into the spider-verse a dope because it was great and we honestly probably could keep talking about it and i know there's gonna be stuff that we're gonna think about and go ah i wish i talked about spider gwen's 
ballerina shoes and how cool that is <laughs> things like that like jo- Josie's getting excited about I am, this I am holding words back <laughs> like oh my god did you notice that in Spider-Gwen's intro when they talk about her being a Spider-Woman that it was all Jason Latour's cover from like Spider-Gwen number one did anyone else notice this too I, I didn't but but I believe you like, I love your comic book knowledge and the specificity that specificity how do you say these words spastic? I love the pinpoint accuracy of which you deliver things. Yes. My dude. <laughs> My dude. <laughs> I have, when people were out partying, making friends, <laughs> doing things, you know what I did? That's right. Comic books. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, what's our time looking at, Tommy? Do we want to close with binge watching or should we just close with that? You know, I don't think it hurt to to end on some binge watching. Let's do some binge watching because there's a lot we could. I've got stuff to talk about. So, this is our. We're gonna end with our favorite segment. This is called "What You Binge Watching." This is a segment where we just talk about what we've been spending our free time on. It doesn't necessarily have to be TV or video games or movies. It can be be comic books. It can be books. It can be podcasts. You've got to now binge the other forty-one episodes. That's right of the Valkyrie cast. Yeah, all right. Uh, so, um, I'll go first because, you know, to give you an idea. So, uh, I have, let's see, what have I been watching? I've, one, been playing more Smash Brothers because the Piranha Plant has come to Smash Brothers and it's OP as all get out. <laughs> it's stupid. It's got crazy stage recovery, but also, like, all of, yeah, yeah, I know, it doesn't make sense. Wow. It could do a propeller spin, like, what? link and, like, fly up, but it's also, like, all its moves do stupid amount of damage. It's got, like, a poison smoke it can throw in front of you, and I kid you not, you can go, if you stay in the smoke, you can get up to, like, 60 to 80% damage just from one attack. It's stupid. They need to nerf his damage output just a smidge. He's really fun to play, but he's like, oh, he's so annoying already. But so I've been playing a lot of Smash. Um, I did. What show did I just finish watching? I did finish a show and I cannot remember what it was that I just finished off. That's really annoying. It was on Netflix. It was an anime. Oh, there's an anime called Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, yeah. Uh, Drew's mentioned it before. I've mentioned it before. I I waited because, so they did a quote-unquote second season, but it was four episodes. Mm -hmm. And so when I realized that, I stopped. I just was like, I'm not watching four episodes. Did you not actually watch the legit second season that's out? Well, that's what I'm saying. So when the real full season came out, uh, I, I watched those four episodes, which were like filler episodes, which are good. I just wanted a full season. Yeah. And then I'm caught up on Seven Deadly Sins. It's really good. I think it's not a bad anime. If you've never been into anime, it might be a good one to check out. It mm-hmm. definitely still has some very glaring oh, anime tropes. Yeah. I.e. Yeah. Meliodas, the main character, Man. like consistently groping the yeah. other one of the other female characters who has like really big boobs. So like there are some like super tropey anime stuff. I- I but the story's say, though, really good. I really, I think I'm only like six episodes in the second season, mm-hmm. and I just I haven't cared to finish it because unlike the first, the first season built up this great arc throughout the whole thing. I felt mm. like so far in the second season, every episode has a build up and then immediately a resolve, mm. and then a build up and just resolve, and there just hasn't been an over arc. Stick, and stick it's with just, it. Trust ah. me. Trust me. Stick with it. I'm guessing you haven't got to the point where the big baddies have showed up for that season. Yes, I have. You have. I have. Have yes. they have interacted with any of them yet? 
mildly. There, there, it gets it gets pretty intense towards the once it gets rolling. Once okay. the the so the, the Ten Commandments. Once they yeah. get oh. resurrected, like yeah, oh. yeah, I mean they've they've already fought. Um, I can't even think who it is now. Oh, the big armored guy. Yes. I am yeah. behind? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Jones is like, wait, who are these yes, guys? Finally, I'm ahead of Jonesy on something. Oh, look at you. <laughs> okay, I'll try not to be spoilery. I will say, Tommy, you need to at least make it to a certain episode when they, they a new character is introduced because okay. it's... I'll just say that. I won't, all right. I won't all right. lead into it at all. You need Fair to enough. make it at least far enough for there to be one new character introduced and uh i need because i need your reaction on it okay. so i'll say that I'll, and i'll, I'll leave i'll finish leave it so that's where i am that's that's kind of what i've been watching there's been other stuff i've been doing uh, i started watching the grand tour because i didn't mm. realize the new season came out and if you don't know what that is it's the top gear guys on amazon and they're hilarious i love it so all right jonesy what you binge watching well see i don't play a lot of video games <laughs> i'm i'm saving myself with different cry five <laughs> <laughs> um, what I've been binge watching is the exploring series on YouTube talking about SCPs. It's like creepypastas, except written like, um, X-Files. Huh. They sit out and write little case logs of all these different kinds of like really weird and out there and like soteric creatures and situations. What is this called? Uh, the exploring series. This sounds like something Tommy would be into. Yeah, yeah. And I, um, I usually read them and it's like block format and, you have to go through all the case logs and all the what the doctors said about this, this, and that. And the exploring series cuts out a lot of that filler, yeah, and gets to like the meat of the situation. It tells you like how it's all set up and how it affects other stories that exist. And what's really cool about the SCP stuff, it's um kind of a fluid universe. Whatever you add in and people like, it's part of canon. Mm-hmm. And I've I've been killing a lot of time and and listening to that. That's dope. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But the um. What I've been watching, heaven help me, I've been watching Future Man. And uh, <laughs> is it the any, second is it worth, season is, is it worth, the second season is so good. Is it, is it good? Because so, I've seen it and gone, this looks dumb, the, but no, I think first, I would like it. The first it. season, it just kind of like sets this tone. And it's one of those like, I, we, we tell people that uh, one of our friends is like, I think I'm three or four episodes in. I'm like, dude, all right, so whatever you feel right now is how you're going to feel the, whole the way. rest of the season. It's crazy. Like, yeah. they, they hold this, like, there's, like, this weird standard of comedy they're going to keep. They're going to keep it this way. Like, exactly what you said. They're going to keep yeah. it this way all the way through. There's never any dip. It stays ridiculous, but not too ridiculous. But then it gets too ridiculous, and it stops being ridiculous, but it's still ridiculous. Yeah. I got, like, four episodes in. I'm watching with a friend of mine. I refuse to go on without him, but pretty soon, I'm going to crack, and I'm <laughs> going to kill all the future man, and then never tell him. That is, <laughs> that is the game plan. But um, other than that, like, um, ah, well, I've, I watched too much anime, way too much, way too much to talk about, but the only one I'm watching right now, like, religiously is, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, I just uh, can't, I haven't been able to get into JoJo. Dude, it but is. But everybody talks about how amazing it is, so maybe I need to give it a shot. It is a, if you don't like licorice, let me, like, yeah, it's, it's a certain flavor, right? Like, if yeah. you're not about licorice. Yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. This is, like, a licorice that takes three months to get used to. Okay. So, yeah, either you got to be about it. All right. Or you got to be willing to lose the hours. I say I haven't been able to get into it, but I've also not given it a shot, so. That's fair. I've just seen clips and stuff and gone, I don't know if this is for me. But one of my really good friends, Christian, who's been on the podcast, our comic yeah. book episode, we got him into some anime. Mm-hmm. We started him off with 
Full Metal Alchemist. The classic. We filled, we, we started him in the right places. We started him with Full Metal and My Hero Academia. Yeah. And so he chose JoJo as his next one. And I was like, I don't know, bro, but he's been loving it. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, maybe I should give it a shot. You so should. Give it, okay, so besides JoJo, since you just said you like anime, mm-hmm. what's a good anime recommendation? Oh, just like throw um, one out there. You guys uh, like strong technical backgrounds. You like um, like a lot of really clever storylines. Yes. It's um, it's Very about so. adolescence. It's about growth, and it's about phenomenal, phenomenal art. It's called Mob Psycho One Hundred. Okay, you've probably heard. Is of that it. the one that there's like the weird looking kid who's got psychic powers with the bowl cut? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen I've seen some I've, I've seen some of the clips of the animation. The animation style looks incredible. It is phenomenal. Like. Okay. The whole idea behind Mob Psycho, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to tell you too much, because right, right. I want you guys to enjoy it for yeah, yourselves. Yeah. Like, um, he's a kid who has incredible powers, whose um, mentor is a sham, total sham, mm-hmm. but it's all about how the world interacts with him and how he interacts with the world. Okay. And to give you like a little bit of credentials, the guy who created One Punch Man created this one. Oh, Ooh, all right. I'm, I'm already sold. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. in. Yep, I'm in. <laughs> I love One Punch cool. Man. Cool. Mm-hmm. I always like getting... You know, recommendations and stuff, because especially I like anime, because especially if it's series like that, it's easy to just binge it in a week or two. So you're gonna that. come back for more. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm ready for it. All right, Tommy, what you binge watching? Um, all right. In terms of TV, actually, on an old school binge, um, every year back I to, like back to, to see Futurama. Um, <laughs> I already, no, I already did my Futurama binge. Um, <laughs> so every happened. year I have to do, I do Scrubs, yeah. I do The Office, yeah. I do Futurama, and yeah. I do Mash. Okay. And I'm currently you doing Mash again, dude. The uh, I wish everyone could see the face that Jonesy's giving me right now. Mash. I love Mash. Dude, Mash don't... was designed for me to turn off the TV because cartoons were over dude. when I was a kid. So when I was a kid, I was the same way. No lie. I hate it. Like I regret my parents gave me a couple. DVDs of MASH back in the day and in college I went <laughs> whatever and I threw them away and now I'm like I need to buy what the a, whole series because it's, <laughs> it's actually one of my all time favorite TV shows at this point the lo- I know Jonesy is I know, Jonesy looks it's shocked flabbergasted absolutely and I understand but it is such there's a reason it lasted like 11 years hmm what yeah huh. no no i mean that right there that's should true there was a movie all. wasn't there well the Probably. movie came, the there was a book then the movie came out and then the tv show after that um but the interesting the thing trifecta, is, is jonesy the oh, trifecta uh, oh man uh the movie and the tv show have very alternate characters because mm. the uh director wrote the lead character to be more I'm just going to put this in political terms, more Republican-based mm-hmm. in mindset, whereas Alan Alda's portrayal on the TV show is very Democratic. And so there are two very different scopes. Personally, I prefer the TV show, but, um, I mean, it's a great little... It's a, it's it's Honestly, it's just a, it's a gentle binge. It's one of those shows that you know you're going... Like, you know what to expect. You get a little... It's a half-hour sitcom. Like... I don't know, like, you know, I guess it's my soap opera. <laughs> it's the show you put on to have something playing, and then that one episode, one or two episodes come on, and you don't get anything done, because then you end up watching that yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. Boss Burgers is that for me. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Boss Burgers. Um, Archer, new girl yep. for me. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've also been doing, I'm still doing a lot of audiobooks. I am nice. 
do uh it feels great i wish like feels nice to see how many books that i've gone through lately um but i'm on a really really big autobiography kick i just finished jackie chan's autobiography last week but that's good oh Oh, dude like i talk about flashback binges like i've been trying to like I've been fighting the urge to go queue up Who Am I and every other freaking Jackie Chan movie since I was a kid. I really want to. I've never seen Police Story. And I haven't Those either. apparently are like, the, the one, two, and three are like yeah. his most well-known movies, and I really want to watch those. My my uh, my callback that I know off the top of my head is Rumble in the Bronx. That oh, was my dude. first Jackie oh, Chan experience. Oh, so good. Yeah. The Jackie so Chan good. Adventures. Come on, guys. <laughs> one I'm more thing. One more. Yeah. <laughs> but if you ever have the chance, like his autobiography is so interesting because there's so much in there. Like he gets very open and honest about things like his illiteracy. <laughs> And he's like, I hate signing autographs. He goes, in America, at least there's only 26 characters you have to remember. He goes, when I'm in China trying to do autographs, he goes, it might take me 10 minutes. And I need them to explain to me how to do characters and stuff. That's and so rough. it's just like, it's it's very interesting because it's very um, opposite of what, you ex- of what you expect. I mean, I grew up with Jackie Chan. Like, he's the man who could do anything. Yeah. Um, and then here I find like, you know, I mean, not that it's an issue, but it's nice to know that he too struggles. human. Yeah. 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 It's always nice when you, but, and now I'm, um, this is this. All right. So this is actually going to be super weird for people to think I'm currently reading, uh, Michelle Obama's autobiography. Heard it's good though. It is actually fantastic. How about that? I'm really enjoying it. Cool. Anything else you want to add? I love you all. I have one other oh. thing I've been watching that I've got to include. What's that? Because it's finally here after such a long time. Young Justice season three <laughs> has arrived. I have not caught up because they hit a mid-season finale, so there are only fifteen episodes, and then it's not coming back till June. Ooh. But me and Shelby been watching it. We've only got like four episodes left. It's been just as good. If actually, I think the animation quality has gone down just a smidge. Oh, yeah? It still looks good, but, it, like, sometimes, like, the way the characters move, it's just like, why Why is that? Why is Nightwing just standing still and not actually moving while he's talking? <laughs> that, that kind of, like, save money on animation style. Yeah. There's a couple moments when it just doesn't feel as fluid, mm-hmm. and, and that may just be they didn't want to put a ton of money right into it until they knew that it was going to be good. It's going to be good, guys. We've been asking for it since 2010 Man. or whenever it came out. But it's been great. And my favorite thing is, so apparently all the episode titles have come out. And there's a secret hidden in the name. Do you know about this, Josie? Josie right? got really excited. Right? Dude, dude, dude. <laughs> if I get started about this masterpiece that is like challenging the throne of Bruce Timm's Batman, yes. I, I will not end. Bold words. End. Bold words, but he's not wrong. No, no. So, the community speaks, man. So I, all I will say about Young Justice is if you've not watched Young Justice, watch Young Justice. If you grew up loving the Batman animated series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Teen Titans, any of that, it's on par, if not better, than all of those. And it's super, super good. And not just, and I'm not by just saying this because I'm biased and Dick Grayson's my favorite 
comic book character and he's one of the main characters but it's super good but wait i thought it was kai gardner shut up (laughs) (laughs) should have never wish christian never said that um but the the titles of all the episodes they're all one letter and it spells out prepare the anti-life equation Ooh. And the anti-life equation is something that Darkseid, the big bad of DC, is always after. And it's it's the easiest way to compare it. it it's hard to understand what the anti-life equation is, but I'll just use the Infinity Gauntlet is Darkseid's version of... Uh, the anti-life equation is Darkseid's Infinity Gauntlet. It's like the thing he seeks to be able to control the world. Yeah, And so... I don't know if that means something something big's gonna happen with Dark Dark Side in this season, or if they're just setting up something major for a season, fingers crossed, for. But I'm hyped and go watch Young Justice. It's super good. I'll lend you my DC Universe login, Tommy, if you've never watched it. Yeah, I uh, please do. I got I'll you. hover quietly over your soldier as you're watching. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll make a day of it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's our episode. I feel good. Uh, yeah. You know, it's been fun. Fantastic. It's been really fun, Jonesy. Thank you for coming on. Well, thank, thank you for having me, yeah, you wonderful gentleman. I, I feel oh, you've been a delight. Hopefully, we'll, we can have you on some more. We're, we're, you know, I like this setup, so hopefully, we can have guests come over more often and. Uh, we're going to do our best to stay consistent. So this is us trying to do that. and uh, All for you guys. All for you guys and for us because it's I fun. Mean, well, I mean, I enjoy it. But everything we had to talk about me. Spider-Man. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's our episode. Check us out on all the social medias. Um, we're going to try to get more active on those. And uh, until we see you guys next time, we are the Valkyrie cast. And this is how we end our episodes now. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs>